Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere. Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes, too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes, we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other, didn't make it into the previous show. In last week's episode, Tales from the Cryptid, we heard the unnerving story of a group of prospectors who claimed to have been attacked by a number of strange ape-like creatures in the Cascade Mountains back in the summer of 1924. In 1967, One of the group, Fred Beck, and his son Ronald, published a full account of the apparent episode in a book titled I Fought the Ape Men of Mount St. Helens, Washington. Though no conclusive evidence was ever found to confirm Beck's account, the story remains one of the most loved accounts of an apparent encounter with Bigfoot in the annals of cryptozoology. The story was, however, given a slight air of credibility after the mysterious disappearance of a man in 1950, not far from where Beck and his team had been working. Jim Carter was part of a 20-member strong skiing party, enjoying the last of the year's snow at the top of Mount St. Helens, when he volunteered to take some photographs of the group making their way down to the bottom. Carter told the group to wait 30 minutes before they set off to give him time to set up his equipment and then promptly skied away. Having watched Carter disappear behind a rocky outcrop, the group waited the agreed 30 minutes, then one by one, 
shot off down the mountain, but Carter never arrived to meet them all at the bottom. A search team later found Carter's tracks and traced them to the rocky outcrop where he'd last been seen, where they found a discarded film container and another set of ski tracks pointing straight down the mountain. Bob Lee, a member of the Seattle Mountain Search and Rescue Team that searched for Carter, recounted years later that Carter appeared to have set off at an astonishing pace, taking chances that no skier of his calibre would take unless something was terribly wrong or he was being pursued even jumping over two or three large crevasses in the process. The search team eventually traced Carter's ski tracks to the edge of the gorge, where Fred Beck's group had apparently had their terrifying encounter, astonished to find that they continued straight down into the canyon. Despite a two-week search, no sign of Carter was ever found. For Bob Lee... It was one of the strangest rescue operations he'd ever participated in. As he said, It was as though somebody was watching me the whole time. I could feel the hair on my neck standing up. It was eerie. I was unarmed except for my ice axe, and believe me, I never let go of it. Almost every culture, it seems, has a story of wild mythical creatures living out in the woods and mountains, from Bigfoot to Sasquatch, to the Yeti and the Yowie. These ape-like creatures seem to supersede folklore, and sometimes they even break out from the myth to be apparently captured on film, recorded on audio, and seen in real life. And in 1850, one was even said to have been caught. The mountainous regions of the Caucasus and Pamir in Central Asia and the Altai Range in Mongolia are said to be home to a group of creatures known locally as the Almas or the Almasti. Loosely translated to English from Mongolian to mean wild man, the Almasti are believed to be half-human, half-ape, walking upright like a human but looking much more like a primate with wild, dark hair, a thick-set skull, and low, stooping brow. In 1850, in the region of Abkhazia, an area in the South Caucasus that lies between present-day Georgia and Russia, it was claimed that one such wild creature stalked the woods in the snow-covered foothills of a local mountain range. Incredibly, the creature was eventually tracked down, where it was then set upon by a group of men who forcibly bound it to a log and placed a felt gag in its mouth before carrying it back to a nearby village. There, the creature was kept locked up where locals could come and gawp at it, trading stories about how it could run as fast as a horse and even swim the freezing rivers at high tide. The creature was described as having dark skin and was covered head to toe in coarse red hair. Tall and muscular at six foot six inches, with a thick low brow, 
It was simply like nothing any of the villagers had ever seen before. After being examined by a doctor, the creature was declared to be female and given the name Zana. As a subject of intense interest, Zana was traded between a number of people until she was apparently bought by a local businessman named Edgi Ganaba, who took her home to his estate in nearby Tekina. There, she was kept shackled in a cage while Ganaba tried to figure out what exactly he should do with her. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Sign up today and start communicating in less than 48 hours. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You can also log into your account anytime to send a message to your counsellor. BetterHelp is not a crisis line, nor self-help. It is professional counselling done securely online with a broad range of expertise available. And with BetterHelp's commitment to facilitating great therapeutic matches, they make it especially easy and free to change counsellors to help you find the right fit. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and unexplained listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash unexplained. That's betterhelp.com forward slash unexplained. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Over time, having realised that Zana was not hostile, Gunaba had her removed from the cage and placed in a fenced-in enclosure outside instead, where she was given more freedom and space to roam about. Attempts were then made to tame Zana by giving her clothes and teaching her how to speak. Although she learned to respond to her name, she rejected the clothes and proved uninterested in learning words. And despite having the opportunity to sleep indoors, she always preferred to sleep outside in a pit that she dug for herself in the ground. When it was found that Zana could understand simple instructions, she was then incorporated into Ganaba's workforce and forced to carry out various manual labour jobs. At some point, some of the local men on the estate started coming to Zana at night, then plied her with alcohol and raped her. After falling pregnant and then giving birth to a healthy daughter, Zana is said to have taken her baby and washed it in the near-freezing waters of a local river, whereupon it died in her arms. When the same thing happened again, some of the women from the local community soon realised it was simply because she didn't know that the cold waters would kill them. It is said that Zana would go on to have a further four children, with each of them being removed from her care and adopted by local families. After 20 years enslaved on Ganaba's estate, Zana died. Though little else is known about her, all four of her children were believed to have integrated well and been accepted into local society. The Almasty Hunters of Russia continued to believe after Zana's death 
that she was either a genuine example of the mythical Almasty, or some kind of subset of Neanderthal that had somehow survived undiscovered in the snowy foothills of the South Caucasus, while humanity evolved around them. The truth, however, was far more tragic. In June 2021, Ashot Margarian, a scientist specialising in the field of ancient human population genomics, headed a paper titled The Genomic Origin of Zana of Abkhazia, which stated, although the exact location of Zana's burial site was unknown, the grave of her son, Quit, was identified in 1971. The genomes of Quit and the alleged Zana skeleton were sequenced using ancient DNA techniques. The identical mitochondrial DNA and the parent-offspring relationship between the two indicated that the unknown woman was indeed Zana. Population genomic analysis demonstrated that Zana's immediate genetic ancestry can likely be traced to present-day East African populations. We speculate that Zana might have had a genetic disorder, such as congenital generalised hypertrichosis, which could partially explain her strange behaviour, lack of speech and long body hair. In July 2021, Zana's origins were narrowed down even further by molecular anthropologist Dr. Miguel Villa of the University of Maryland. After analysing her DNA data, Villar concluded that she was likely related to the Dinka pastoralist people from South Sudan, describing them as a marginalised group known to be above average in height and body size. In short, the so-called Zana, wild woman of the forest, wasn't Almasty at all, but simply a human of East Central African descent. This episode was co-written by Donna Mackay-Smith. If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help supporters, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplainedpod to sign up. Unexplained the book and audiobook, featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean-Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod.com and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplained podcast. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Shopify.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yeah. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.